Hi, and thanks for joining us today. I'm your host, Jacqueline. And I'm your host, Nicole. You're listening to the first season of Perfectionist. On today's episode, we are going to be doing the end of the year book tag. First saw this from a YouTuber by the name of Destiny Sidewell. We've changed and altered a few of the questions to kind of fit kind of our reading experience a bit better, but we're just going to go through and answer 20 questions about books that we've read over the course of this year. This will also be the final episode of season one. Uh, Perfectionist season two will be starting in February 2024 with a lot of new and exciting videos and podcasts coming your way. The very first question is kind of a a Debbie Downer, but it is the most disappointing read (laughs) of the year. (laughs) And for me, I have to say it is Caribbean Mystery by Agatha Christie, which is like super fun to say because it rhymes. Yeah. But unfortunately, it just... (laughs) I, I think Agatha Christie was kind of a bit hyped up for me, and maybe it was just this particular book, but I, yeah, was a bit disappointed. I thought it was going to be better. Not that it was oh, horrible. Sorry. Just yeah. Didn't live up to the hype. It can also be opinion. like your mindset as well. Like maybe in a year or two, maybe you'll feel differently. Mm-hmm. I'll definitely try more Agatha Christie books. I don't, it could be, it was just this particular one, but for me... It was just a little disappointing. Aw. Yeah. Mine was Faux by J.M. Coetzee. Mm-hmm. I think it might be a classic. And uh, oh. so, yeah, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure. But I thought I'd read it along with my brother-in-law in his English class. And I just, I, I was like, snooze. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not yes. for me. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, sometimes those uh, books that you are forced to read um, in university can be interesting. <laughs> There's lots of great ones, but there are a few that you're like, oh, goodness, I would never read this if I did, wasn't forced. <laughs> yeah. Question number two, underdog book of the year. For myself, I took this as a book that surprised me. So not necessarily something that... Uh, people thought were bad or like it's actually a very well-received book but I just it was way better than I was expecting it to be and it was way different than I was expecting it to be and that was The Girl Who Fell Beneath the Sea by Axio. Absolutely loved it. Nice. Yes. My underdog book of the year was Leaving Blythe River by Catherine Ryan Hyde. It was just again she's not like an underdog at all author but uh, yeah, when I when I began reading it, I did not expect to get pulled in and, and essentially like this is now one of my top 10 favorite books. I had no like assumption that that was going to happen with that book <laughs> this year. Mm-hmm. It's a little unassuming, I think, when you read. I haven't read the book, but when you read the description, it, it sounds interesting, but like you don't necessarily expect it to be in like your tops of the year. Yeah, yeah. From the description anyways. yeah. But I, yeah, I've already mentioned in a previous episode, but that one's on my Kindle, ready to be read. (laughs) (laughs) Question number three, a book that was overhyped. And for this pick, I went with The Atlas Six by Olivia Blake. I've Mm. seen 
a million different posts about Alisix, like just it popping up as recommended. And I'm not saying it was a bad book, but like, I pretty much didn't like it until like the last few chapters. I won't <laughs> like read the second one because like now I'm invested and want to know what happens. But this entire book is just building you up for the last few chapters. Oh, <laughs> and it man. was just like, okay, I don't know if it's quite as good as I was led to believe it was. Right. Oh, do you, do you sometimes feel though that like when something's really hyped up, that it can be disappointing because you already have those expectations. Yes. Yeah, no, I think that is completely part of it is that like it's kind of put on such a pedestal that it's like it can't live up, like live to the hype. Like it's unfortunate for the book because Mm -hmm. if you had gone into it with a different perspective, then you'd probably feel different about it. Yeah. It's like hype can like ruin a book. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah, so don't come but for I will me. Continue. <laughs> oh, oh. What is I, it going to be? I felt like it was Iron Flame. <laughs> <laughs> I think people will, will say that about Iron Flame. Uh, it's yeah. 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 I, I agree that it was overhyped, but I still like thoroughly enjoyed it the entire time I read it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Four favorite book couples of the year. I have two picks for this one because I couldn't decide. Okay. And my first one is Lenny Albright and Matthew Walker. From, um, yeah. Now I'm, I should have written down the The, the Great title. Alone. What was that? The Great Alone the, by Chris, Chris and Hannah. Yeah. And yeah, they were just like, oh my goodness, such an a amazing love story. And then, of course, I had to throw in Aelin and Rowan. Because oh, like, iconic. Yeah, yeah it is iconic. <laughs> My favorite book couple was Kayal and Irene. Oh, yes. Yes. (laughs) There's just so many. Like, I I think, yeah, I could have gone on forever and ever. But sometimes then I was, like, also looking, like, thinking of some book couples. And I'm like, I like them as a book couple, but, like, not couple goals if you, like, are thinking about reality. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Favorite main character of the year that you read this year or were introduced to. Mine was, I won't say the full name because the full name's kind of a spoiler, but Aelin, I'll just say Aelin. <laughs> yep, me too. That's exactly what I wrote <laughs> down there. And I had typed out the full name, but you're right. The full name is a spoiler. <laughs> yeah, I also typed out the full name and I was like, mm, just in case. <laughs> yeah. But if you know, you know. <laughs> Number six, book that surprised you. Uh, my first one is actually a very recent read. I just finished it this morning. It's called One Christmas Eve by Sherry Lowe. I just absolutely fell in love with that book. And my second one is The Girl Who Fell Beneath the Sea. Also mm. another one that just absolutely captured my heart. Oh, I feel like, oh, okay. I definitely took that question differently. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Um, the book that surprised me the most <laughs> If mm-hmm. surprise could be used to describe my reaction to it, was Satan's Affair by H.D. Carlton. Oh, I love where you took that question because, yes, <laughs> that was a shocker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've never been so shocked in my life. <laughs> yes. If I'm taking, like, literal, like, I was surprised, like, <laughs> yeah. Rock, yeah, 100% agree. <laughs> I took it more, like, surprising, like, Kind of like the underdog question where it's like, I wasn't expecting this to be this way. And I enjoyed it so much more than I thought I would. But yeah, no, I like where you took that. 
I mean, I wasn't expecting it to be that way either, but just not in a term, not in terms of necessarily how I enjoyed it, just in terms of like content. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and like surprising, like the, the the ending, the twist ending. Yeah, surprising. No, I yeah. I, I like your answer better. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Number seven, your new favorite author you discovered in twenty twenty three. I have an easy one because I discovered Sarah J. Moss in twenty twenty three. I was living under a rock. <laughs> yeah yeah well understandable <laughs> that that was your pick if that that was one you discovered mm-hmm. in 2023 for myself it was Catherine Reinhide mm-hmm. question eight happiest read of the year and I think this is another one that could be taken several different ways I took it as the book that just brought me joy and I was like filled with happiness while reading it oh and I picked which Please by Anne, oh, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. I'm not going to pronounce it. I will put a picture up for you. And my second one was Selkie's Our Girl's Best Friend by Molly Harper. And those were just like unabashedly fun books. Yes. Yeah, Molly Harper is very fun. Um, and that is why my happiest read choice was also a Molly Harper book. Uh, I find her so lighthearted. Um, and it's how to run with a naked werewolf. Oh, yes. Yeah. I'd love to read all her books. And they're like so easy to read too. Like they're yeah. pretty short. They're just yeah. a good time. Yeah. Number nine, the most frustrating book you read in 2023. And for me, I picked A Far Wilder Magic by Alison Sack. And that's simply because I was expecting it to be something different and mm. wasn't happy with what it was not that it was a bad book it actually probably was a better book than what I was picturing in my mind but because I was so fixated on what I thought it was going to be and kind of what I wanted it to be I wasn't open (laughs) to what it actually was so I was not in the right mindset for this book when I was reading it Mm, which I think soured my experience so it was unfortunate that's happened to me quite a few times when you go into something expecting it to be one way and then it's just not doing what you wanted it to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I had that quite a few times this year. Um, But my most frustrating book I read was Iron Flame. (laughs) Just because, (laughs) just because of like the constant arguing going on in it. That was frustrating. Mm -hmm. I felt. (laughs) Yeah. I, again, I could hundred percent see people feeling frustrated by that book. I was surprised I wasn't more frustrated by that book. I don't know why I was so tolerant of it, but <laughs> for some reason I still like I still knows? really enjoyed it, but of the books that I that I completed this year, I I think that it was yeah, maybe the most frustrating. I am quite certain that we read the same longest book. So number 10 is the longest book you read this year. And mine was Kingdom of Ash by Sarah J. Moss at, I think, almost a thousand pages. Yes, it's very close to a thousand pages. Yeah. Same. Mm -hmm. Same. (laughs) No surprise there. Number 11, shortest book you read this year. Uh, Leaving Blythe River for me. I'm sorry. I don't know why I went first. (laughs) No, go for it. That's fine. And I believe you had said that was like just over 300 pages. I think it was like 305 pages. Yeah. Okay. Um, Mine is a much tinier read, a tiny little novella. And oh, I guess I I don't know if novellas count. I put a novella. It does say shortest book you read. So I might have cheated. I don't know. Shortest read. 
Short it's a story. Was, yeah. It's a story. Yeah. Uh, Christmas at Green Oak by Marty Wingate. And it was only 52 pages. Just a little, little Just a little story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Number 12, favorite covers of the year. Mm-hmm. Mine was Hidden Sea, A Tale of the Once and Future Nutcracker by Gregory Maguire. And it is absolutely gorgeous and has an actual 3D um, walnut on the Whoa, cover. Whoa, that's I think, cool. And I'm pretty sure the like walnut is like kind of almost like a corduroy-ish texture. I don't know. It, it looks absolutely like I've never seen it in person. I've just seen like it on a computer screen. But what I'm picturing it to be in person is absolutely gorgeous and like plus foiling so i'm like oh you foiling got mm, yeah that sounds really nice oh so. wow my favorite book cover is crescent city it is so beautiful i'm just looking at it in your background yeah. <laughs> it's so beautiful the art the artwork is so beautiful mm-hmm. um by sarah james a gorgeous book yeah, yeah. 13, a book you haven't stopped thinking about. And for me, mine is Haunting Adeline. And that is by, sorry, H.D. Carlton. And that's because that book is left on a cliffhanger. And I, for some reason, have not finished the next book. So I'm like, oh, I need to go back and finish that because I was left on this massive cliffhanger. Yes, you were. I just let myself swing out there when I have the other book waiting to be read. Yeah, so. I've read the sec the next one. You must read it. I uh, yeah, you said it was really good. You like jumped mm. right into it, but like I uh, kind of switched into Christmas mode and Fair left Halloween behind. Yeah. Um, a book I haven't stopped thinking about was Crescent City by Sarah J. Maas. Uh, I actually have the second book, but I'm saving it for the holidays <laughs> because um, the third book is coming out in January. And I hear the second mm-hmm. book ends on a huge cliffhanger. And so I'm like trying to reduce the amount of mental distress or emotional distress that cliffhanger <laughs> is going to cause by like waiting to read the second one. Mm-hmm. No, that makes sense. I, I keep seeing online people are like rushing to finish all the Sarah J. Moss books to get caught up. And I'm like not going to be able to. Because I have the entire A Court of Thorns and Roses series to read, plus the Crescent City series, and I want to read it in that order. So I'm going to have to, like, ban myself from the internet for, like, months. (laughs) Yes, yes. I've been good at not getting too many Akatar spoilers, though. So I feel like because I don't seek them out, I'm not shown them in my Mm -hmm. feeds because I, like, quickly scroll past them. So then my algorithm's like, oh, she doesn't like Akatar. Yeah. (laughs) I just don't want to hear about it yet. (laughs) Good. I will. (laughs) Good. Good. Number 14, the cringiest book you read this year. And for me, that was Selkie's Our Girl's Best Friend by Molly Harper. Absolutely loved it. The funnest read as well. But totally cringy in the best possible way yes i yeah i could see that (laughs) (laughs) i love all of molly harper's books like they're just so lighthearted and and yeah but yeah due to that they can be a little bit cringy as well but in a good way in a good cringy way yes let's let's emphasize that we are molly harper stands and we yes love the cringe yes (laughs) (laughs) um the cringiest book for me was haunting adeline by hd carlton um, the the sort of blurred lines between consent was very, very, very cringe-inducing for me. I actually found myself physically cringing as I read the book. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. That is like more of like the kind of darker side of cringe of like a, yeah. a visceral, ugh, ugh, like an icky cringe. Like an ick cringe. Whereas like yeah. the Molly Harper is like a fun, cheesy cringe. Yes. Yes, exactly. So we, we went very different cringe routes. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> Number 15, unpopular book you loved. And for me, this was The Unfortunate Side Effects of Heartbreak and Magic by Brianne Randall. And I think this is like a well, like has decent stars. Like I think it's like a four star read on most um, of the different platforms. But I saw so much hate for this book when I was reading it. Like so many people left like negative reviews. And I really, really enjoyed it. So I, I think obviously lots of people did being that it ended up being around the four stars. But at the time I read it, I think it was rated a lot lower. Oh, so. oh that's too bad. Um, mm-hmm. I chose, and I'm not sure if it's really unpopular, but I just saw several like recurring times in book club groups I'm a part of. People uh, just sort of, I don't even know the phrase I'm looking for, but hate, hating on, basically, hating mm-hmm. on this book. And I actually enjoyed it, thought it was fine. Still Beating by Jennifer Hartman. Oh. Mm-hmm. Number 16, favorite quotes of the year. This one is from The Girl Who Fell Beneath the Sea, and it says, nothing extraordinary is ever done out of reason or logic, but because it is the only way for our souls to breathe. And I just thought that was so beautiful and that so poetic. Beautiful. Yes. And then the last quote, uh, and this is when I was like actually listening to the audiobook, and I like the quote so much that I like stopped the audiobook and like made a note of it. And it is, you might forget a story, but you can never unhear a story. By that token, you might forget an event, but you can never go back to living as you did before its hidden influence was applied upon you. Wow. I just thought that was just so relevant. Wow. And those That's a good one. Quotes. I only chose oh, one. Oh, sorry. That was from Hidden Z by Gregory McGuire. Oh, wonderful. I feel like, I think I'm going to have to read that book. Um, I only chose one quote because this is a quote that has been reverberating around in my mind. And it just, it even occurred to me, I was like, this would make a good tattoo. <laughs> so, <laughs> and it's from Sarah J. Maz. And it's, Mm -hmm. we are the 13, she said, from now until the darkness claims us. That was my favorite quote of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I got tingles. That's how you know it's a good quote. (laughs) Yeah. For me, I find that, like, there's two types of quotes I like. Quotes that make me chuckle and quotes that, like, make me feel tingles. Yeah, for sure. Number 17 Books with the most unique concept. And for myself, it is One Christmas Eve by Sherry Lowe. And if you listen to our previous kind of holiday episode, then I kind of walk through the concept of that book. And it is, uh, in my opinion, a very unique and very interesting concept. Yeah, it sounded really very good. Intriguing. (laughs) (laughs) For me, it was Crescent City. Uh, going into that novel, I wasn't sure what to expect and I thought I might like it less than her other series. And Mm -hmm. 
that was that notion was completely flipped on its head as I got into it. So I won't say more because I don't want to spoil anything, but yeah. I just am so excited to read those books. Yeah. One day I'll get there. <laughs> books you read that you would reread. And I pick Fourth Wing and Iron Flame by Rebecca Yaros because I know inevitably when the next book comes out, because mm-hmm. it is not coming out for another year, I'm going to want to reread those two books. Yeah. Because there is so much information in this world is just building and building that if I don't read reread those two I think I will be frustrated with the third one because I will have forgotten so much so many details I think that makes sense because you need a refresher before heading into that third one for sure um for myself I'll definitely reread the throne of glass series like for sure and I'll and I'll reread crescent city as well um oh gosh there's so many books I'd reread like I've done the Great Alone a couple times already. I'll definitely be rereading Leaving Blythe River. Um, I always feel like you get something a little bit different out of it the next time you go through. So mm-hmm. anything that I really, really enjoy is always a reread contender for me. Just It's like I just want to make sure I got everything from it because quite often I feel like when I go through it the second time, I'm like, oh, how did I miss that nuance the first time around? So, mm-hmm. Yeah, the first time you're always like so curious about getting to the end to like understand the final results, whereas the second time you already know what's going to happen so you can like enjoy the nuances as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I think there are probably a lot more books I would like to reread, but there's just so many books that I haven't read yet that I want to get to. And I'm like, there's not enough time. You know what? make peace with that because there just really isn't enough time (laughs) there's like the meme or like i don't know if it's i guess it would be considered a meme of like this ghost person it's like me coming back to like reread all the books i never got to it's like forget about haunting someone like i'm gonna come back as a ghost to read read. (laughs) yeah haunt a library (laughs) yeah Number 19, books you still want to read before the end of the year. I have four that uh, they're books that I've ordered from the library and they're either I either have them or they're being shipped. So I know I will get them before the end and I got to read them because I have to go back. And <laughs> so I have <laughs> The Seven Year Slip by Ashley Poston, uh, which is, I'm going to start probably tonight. I am so excited to read that book. Faking Christmas by Carrie Winfrey, which I was hoping to get to before, but um, unfortunately won't be getting to it until after this goes after uh, we did our Christmas episode, but that's fine, or holiday, as well as Wrecking the Halls by Tessa Bailey, which is another super popular kind of Christmas read, which unfortunately I didn't get in time for that episode, but I'm still excited to read it. And then the last one, which I've been waiting on this book since I think summer, um, I ordered it and I finally got it. It's called Confessions by Kane Minato. Oh, I might be pronouncing that wrong. And I think it's more of like a thriller book. So maybe oh, I ordered it in the fall. Interesting. But I remember reading it and was so intrigued. So I can't remember what it's mm. about, but I'm super, super excited to read it. Nice. Those all sound very interesting. I just have two on my to read list before the end of the year. Cry Last Heard by Hannah Nyala. She is one of my all-time favorite authors, and that is the only book of hers I haven't read. (laughs) 
And oh. yeah, and um, House of Sky and Breath by Sarah J. Mass. Mm-hmm. Well, and that one's like such a massive book. That's like three books in one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And a last question, number 20. What are your 2024 reading goals? And some of these we will probably have in common because we'll be doing certain um, episodes for the podcast, but Mm -hmm. uh, others are ones that I have personally picked. So for the podcast, we are potentially covering the Arcana Chronicle series by Cressley Cole. So if we're going forward with that for our next season, then I will be uh, reading through those before we get started on covering them. And then uh, on a personal kind of want to read, uh, I have the Folk of the Air and the Stolen Heirs by Holly Black. They're like two different series, but they're like in the same universe. So Mm -hmm. I think you read Folk of the Air first and then Stolen Heirs is like a spinoff of that series. And then in the same vein, Carnival and Once Upon a Broken Heart by Stephanie Garber, which are also two different series, but from the same universe. Wow. I love the variety. (laughs) That's great. I think they're all technically like fantasy. Well, is Arcana Chronicles fantasy? Um, So I I guess it could be considered... um, low fantasy okay um because it is it is set on earth okay yeah yeah from what i know folk or paranormal fantasy i'm not sure i'm not sure if it's considered low fantasy or paranormal actually i was getting like post-apocalyptic vibes from Mm -hmm. it but it's been a long time since i read the yeah it it is definitely like post-apocalyptic but I don't want to get into it more than that because I don't want to yeah, spoil it. I, maybe yeah. dystopian. I think that's a category that some people use sometimes. Yeah, like mm-hmm. a dystopian low fantasy, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So all fantasy-esque, definitely staying in yeah, that genre. Some things, yeah. I'll definitely you'll see, you'll see what that, I mean but... about like the difficulty of classification when you get reading. <laughs> you'll, you'll, maybe it you'll have something so to add. Hmm? I find it very difficult to classify books. Mm, yeah, me too. And I think it can be a little bit subjective if, if, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, my 2024 reading goals are pretty simple. I'm going to just kind of continue on how I go and do and I'll reread the Arcana Chronicles. I actually haven't read the final book because I was saving it for our podcast so that we could like react together. Um but I have never read any Stephen King. And so I think my 2024 reading goals are to start reading Stephen King. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I've never read a Stephen King either. I don't think. My yeah, sister and I mean, was obsessed with him at one point. Yeah, I mean, um, from what I understand, he's like an absolutely fantastic writer, like just so I, I want to do that. And I, I, was, I wasn't going to because I generally don't read horror. But after reading Satan's Affair, I'm like, I think I can handle it because I, I just yeah. feel like it, it doesn't get much worse than that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No. The combination that you get in that book makes it reading, I think, general horror a little more palatable. Which sounds yeah, weird, but. it but like compare like if I'm reading something that's like kind of horror and then you know, I mean you can pump the brakes at any time too, right? Like oh this is just mm-hmm. isn't for me, but just given that I've I've heard a lot of 
more recently about his how amazing his writing is. And he has this other book out that is, uh, I think, I can't remember the name of it, but it's basically about like the writer's life. And there's, I've heard so many quotes from that book on other podcasts and it sounds fantastic. So now I'm really curious and I want to start reading mm-hmm. his books. Yeah, no, I think he's definitely an author worth looking into. There's a couple others that like Brendan Sanderson, is that him? He's like the Brandon, yeah. king of fantasy. And mm-hmm. it's like, there's like so many people who are so prominent that I just haven't had the chance to read any of their works yet. And as yeah. I said, there's just not enough time. Yeah, I'm going to also will... be diving into the Brandon Sanderson thing as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This might be my year of fantasy, but who knows? That could change at any point in time. It's hard to go away from fantasy once you get into it, I find. It's really a very intriguing and most like it, it, there's no limits, which is really exactly. nice. But I do enjoy a good heartfelt like contemporary fiction story as well. But I do find like I feel like I'm more forgiving with fantasies because it is all make believe than I am with like a fiction. That totally like, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That is all of our questions for the book tag, end of the year book tag. And as Jacqueline mentioned previously, this is our very final episode. Um, are there any thoughts on like our first season or anything else you want to share before we say our goodbyes? No, nothing other than um, thank you so much for tagging along on this journey with us together. And yeah, we hope you enjoyed our thoughts and what we had to share with you. Yeah, thank you so much. And we hope if you enjoyed season one that you will stick around and join us for season two, which we are really excited about. We have a few different concepts that we want to play around with, some different video and podcast styles that we want to kind of try out. And yeah, we'll talk more about that in February when we come back. Thank you so much for joining us and have a good new year. Have a happy new year and we hope to see you in February. Mm -hmm.